Hi there, my name is Sherry Grunska and welcome to Barn Management Radio. I am so glad that you joined me today and uh, I have a really exciting podcast to talk about. This is one that um, I learned the hard way when it came to running a boarding stable and it's really an important topic. It's about trainers at your boarding stable and how they will affect your horse boarding business. And um, I hope I have your attention because this is going to be such an important podcast topic to talk about. And it's also one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, Boy, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, there's just so much to pack into such a short amount of time. But if you're going to run a boarding stable, first of all, I want to commend you and, and just wish you all the very best. You have put so much on the line. Uh, it could be that you took out a huge mortgage and you built a barn from nothing but empty empty land, empty farmland like we did. You could have purchased a place and uh, you've taken all this risk to start a new life and a new business and trainers are going to be a huge part of it. Whether they are trainers that will uh, train young horses or riding instructors that give strictly lessons to, you know, Uh, children and people who want to show or adults. Trainers are, um, they are so needed and what they do is so important. This podcast is uh, really more about the barn owner and manager who are actually not the trainers. Um, For a horse trainer who actually owns their own barn, it's it's set up much differently because all the money they bring in from training um, goes to them directly. But when you're a barn owner and you have built this facility and people are now working out of it and making a, a nice income out of it, um, you have to look at it much differently. Um, you are in business to make a profit and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't be losing money every month so that others can enjoy their horse and trainers can have a great flourishing business and you're in the negative every month. So let me say that again, you should never be losing money at your boarding stable so that others can enjoy their horse and trainers can make a living out of your barn. It should be the other way around. It should be where you're making a profit and they're making a profit and your clients are enjoying their horses. Um, But Sadly, people don't know how to set this up in their boarding stable and they get sometimes they get kind of messed up. And I get that because that's how we were 15 years ago. So I want to talk about trainers at your boarding stable and and what that looks like and how you might want to think about it and set it up at your stable. So I'm going to start off right off the bat. Trainers are a huge asset. Our barn would really kind of be a mess without it. They are there during the day when I'm not, and they are teaching people to be safe with their horse, teaching them proper riding skills, helping them with horses that are challenging, and I'm not a horse trainer. I never have been, and I admire those that do it, Um, but it's a great team. When you get trainers in your barn that um, have the same philosophy, the same work ethic as what you do as the barn owner or the manager, you become an incredibly solid team and it really helps the business. Um, but with a capital B-U-T, they can also really hurt your business if you're not careful, um, which means you need to really think about who is going to work out of your barn. And I want to start off right at the beginning of this podcast by explaining that um, the trainer doesn't tell you 
what they're going to do. You call the shots. And I know that may sound some harsh to some people, especially if they're trainers listening to this. But as the property owner, you are taking the risk. You are taking the financial risk, the liability risk. And uh, that trainer could easily cause people to leave your stable, which means turnover in the herds, horses leaving, loss of income. There's a lot of risk when trainers work out of your barn and you need to really think it through. So I'm going to tell you right off the bat that as a barn owner, you are going to call the shots. And um, that's just the way it is when you own property. It's no different than if you own a store, you're renting a store in a strip mall, um, let's say a strip mall is probably a good example. You're going to, you're going to rent a clothing store in a strip mall. The owner of the property has certain rules that you need to abide by to rent that store and sell your product. That is the same at your barn. And for some reason over the years, I have noticed this attitude, not with all trainers, but with a handful of them, that it's the other way around, that they call the shots and you're just the lowly barn owner <laughs> who has a huge mortgage every month to pay. And that is not how it works in business, in a healthy business. So with that said, we're going to go um, a little bit further and we're going to talk about the different scenarios and dynamics of having trainers at your barn so that it can be a really positive experience for your boarding stable. Um, the first one I want to talk about is the trainers that will come into your barn, the instructors that come, they're going to help teach proper riding, hopefully if they have very good training, and uh, they're going to keep the horses safe, your clients safe, and uh, especially if they're following your barn rules, it's going to be a good fit. Trainers also can be a huge asset that they could bring in clients and horses, which is great for your business. So if you're boarding horses and you have a trainer that is coming to your stable, they probably have clients at other barns. And if they like your stable and it's a really good fit for you and a really good fit for them, they might talk to some of those clients and ask them to move on over to your stable. That way that trainer doesn't have to move as often. And it can be a wonderful thing to think about and work out if, um, if that happens. And um, that's a plus for you. The other thing I want you to think about is with trainers working out of your barn, um, often when people come to your facility, whether for a tour or um, come with a family member, if you're not out there always, but the trainer is out there working during the day, the trainers will be a direct reflection of your boarding stable. And they will often be one of the first people that the public sees. So if a trainer is doing something that is um, maybe sending red flags to people or people question it, people are going to see that first and you're going to want to really keep tabs on when you have trainers come to your barn on what their training techniques are. Also, how they behave and how they talk to other people is very important. I've just heard nightmare stories. I've had a few of my own where um, someone will come to a barn looking for boarding and the first person they run into is the trainer and the trainer has actually scared that person off. You know, who knows why if the trainer had a motive behind it because they want to get their own clients in. 
you know, you don't want that. You want a trainer who's on board and is going to help support your business. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't set this part up, it can become a power struggle between the barn owner and the manager and the trainer. In my case, I am the barn owner and the manager. So I've had power struggles with trainers and it has definitely hurt my income. The, th- the reason being is that uh, your clients are going to, that train under a certain trainer are going to fall in love with that trainer. They're going to um, listen to every word that trainer has to say about their horse. And even, w- even when it comes to the care, and that is when the lines can get crossed and get a little ugly if it goes in direct uh, opposite of how you do things. They can really steer a person one to one way of thinking, and uh, it can cause it can cause friction. So that's really really important to get to know the trainers that are at your barn. Make sure you guys have the same idea about boarding stables, how you run your boarding stable, how you care for the horses, because they are going to be talking to your clients probably a lot more than you will be, and uh, they can easily set them in a certain direction, and sometimes it doesn't go very well. Um, Trainers can change the atmosphere in a barn in a moment's notice, and um, just by saying things and getting people to think a certain way. I hope it doesn't happen to you, but it has happened to me, and um, when that happens, it just, it doesn't ever go back. No matter how many meetings you have with that person, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't go well. Um, And in that case, you could have a trainer that um, is hurting your business, and um, that could be to the point where you have to ask that trainer to leave. And if that happens, you need to understand that it could mean losing a lot of clients if they have a lot of clients out of your barn. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, having one trainer at your barn versus multiple trainers. And we have a really, um, a fairly large facility and we are definitely um, a multidiscipline stable. So we have all different breeds and disciplines and we have right now five different trainers coming to our stable and it's fantastic. I love it. No one has a monopoly on anything and um, they each have their clients and sometimes clients will change trainers and it works out very well. You can have just one trainer at your barn and that's perfectly fine, but you need to realize that a trainer cannot train every discipline and they cannot problem solve every problem. And if they feel they can, you could be running into dangerous territory. So, When trainers come to your stable and they're going to start working out of there, you really need to know what what their knowledge is, how they do things. And if you want to have a one trainer barn that is perfectly fine to do, your barn will probably kind of in itself start changing into a training barn where you have um, clients there that only follow that trainer. And that is fine to do too. Um... And it could be a wonderful working relationship for years to come. But on the other hand, there are risks involved. If that trainer up and moves, if they get mad, if they decide to buy their own place, there is a good chance you could be losing a lot of clients. Sometimes it's kind of the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. Uh, I do believe that is true to some degree in a, in a barn, a general boarding stable. The other part of it is too is... 
if you want a dressage boarding stable where basically everyone does jumping or dressage and you bring in a trainer who let's say they are a western pleasure type horse trainer and they do the horse shows on the western pleasure circuit there is um there could be some conflict um you could have clients change over from dressage to western pleasure lots of things happen in the whole horse world And you want to make sure, though, that if you have two different types of disciplines going on in your arena, that you don't have conflicts, that there's respect for each other, there is um, enough room so that both clients can teach their, both trainers can teach their clients without too much trouble. So you want to think about that, and that means the size of your arena is going to be really important for how many horses you have in it. Now, I'm really a believer that when trainers come to my barn, I like to sit and talk with them, get to know them, and I really feel that um, I need to hear what kind of horses they're going to be bringing into the stable. If you have a trainer who teaches very young horses, you know, there's going to be someone handling those horses every day. You know, when you get the year and a half, two-year-olds in that haven't been touched, (laughs) they're hard to handle. So you want to think about that. And also, if you have a trainer that is renting stalls from you and they're going to have horses coming in and coming for 30, 60, 90 days and then leaving, that is going to be turnover in your herds and in the whole stability of the stable. That is perfectly fine to do, but in some cases it can make a lot more work um, and it will make a lot more work for the barn manager who is working on getting the herd stable finding places for the horses. You know, young horses tend to do a lot of um, sometimes silly things that they end up hurting themselves or they they just have to learn how to be in a herd. It depends on their background and where they came from. So I um, I came into a situation years ago where I had a trainer that was at her barn and her business was growing. And she was a great trainer, very talented, and her business was growing. And she had rented several stalls for me. And I had, all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where I had a lot of horses uh, coming and going. And um, the turnover just became uh, a lot more than I imagined. And with every new horse that came in, that meant getting them acclimated, getting the owners of the horse acclimated to the barn. And the herd management part was the most challenging. And then three months later, that horse would be gone and a new one would come in. And even though the trainer was paying for the stall, which meant that I had constant income on that stall, whether she filled it or not, it was still a lot of work. And I got to the point where I didn't want to do that anymore because I had boarders who had been here for a very long time. Their horses were very stable and I didn't want to have to deal with the changeover of horses all the time. And we were kind of having growing pains at that point. And um, the trainer ended up finding a barn where she could have her own, her own business, all, all her business. And it worked out to be a much better fit. In the long run, it worked out to be a much better fit for me too, because then that opened the door to five trainers coming in, teaching all different kinds of stuff. And the whole atmosphere in my barn changed in a whole different direction. It was much better. So those are some of the things that I like to share with people to open their eyes and get them thinking about it. The other thing um, that people will ask me is, what about 
when a trainer is at your barn, if they're going to um, use a stall, do I charge them for it or is it free? You know, how does that work? And I am a very much, when it comes to running a business, I run it pretty black and white, straightforward. Every trainer that has worked out of my barn that wanted a stall, uh, they paid full board for it. They were, um, whether that stall was empty or not, they paid full board for it. It just didn't cause any gray area. It kept it professional. It was their, their stall and it was much easier to do. So many times I get calls from barn owners who are um, dealing with a horse trainer at their stable, a great horse trainer who has two or three stalls. They're not paying any board and the barn owner is losing money now because that horse still needs to be fed. The bedding still needs to be replaced. The stall needs to be cleaned. There's labor involved in all of it. It's not like it came for free and the horse doesn't poop (laughs) or the horse doesn't eat. All that still is the same exact cost. So I've always treated it just like anybody else. If a trainer wants a stall in my barn, they pay full board because I still have all those expenses and I want to make sure I get paid for it. So that is really important to think about. And then you don't have problems. And I hear so many problems where barn owners feel like they're losing money because they gave all these stalls to a trainer. The trainer promised to give lessons to their child or whatever, and it doesn't work out right. And when you start bartering like that, you are in for trouble. It just usually does not work out right. So I, even back when my kids were young, um, we had a trainer here that rented stalls for full price and had horses in them. And my kids took lessons from her and they paid full lesson fees. And it was just so much easier. There wasn't a mess up. There wasn't a bartering. There wasn't this feeling of, well, I'm paying for this and I'm not getting that. And it was so much easier. So if I could tell you to do one thing, treat it like a business, rent it out. If your kids are going to take lessons or you are, pay regular price and just cut out all the mess in between. One of the most important things I want to talk about is trainers and instructors when they're giving lessons at your stable. I often will get calls from barn owners that wonder how this is set up. How does this look? Well, the first thing I'm going to say right off the bat is that the trainer needs to carry their own liability insurance. There are a lot of trainers out there that do not carry insurance or will even suggest to you as the barn owner that you should carry it for them. And that is simply not true. Why should you carry insurance for them to work other horses or give lessons when they are making money out of your stable. Unless they are an employee on your payroll, then you would carry the insurance. But unless they are an employee, they need to carry their own liability insurance. And here at our barn, trainers are not allowed to work out of our barn without insurance. And we've had trainers that want to come here and they don't come because they don't have insurance. I have also lost borders because they wanted a specific trainer and the trainer had no insurance and refused to buy insurance and other barns would allow that trainer to go to their barn and the border, I've had borders leave because of it. And you know what? I was okay with it. When you have been sued, you will start to realize this is not a game and People can get really ugly when things go wrong. It's not worth the risk, especially when you have put everything on the line to start a business. And I'm going to be really honest with you here. 
What you have on the line is much more than what the trainer does unless the trainer owns a barn. You could have a half a million dollar or a million dollar facility that you are paying on and there's huge risk in making sure that everything is taken care of every month. The financial risk is unbelievably big. And for you to just let a trainer come in and they don't have insurance and then something happens and one of the clients gets hurt and then you have a parent that's suing, I guarantee you as the barn owner, you will be drawn into that and you will be sued also because it was on your property. So if I could tell you anything, first of all, make sure you have an attorney to cover all this with you and make sure you have it right for the state you live in and do business in. And second of all, you make sure that that trainer carries the proper insurance. It's not that expensive. And if they refuse to have it, then I don't consider them a professional. You know, I carry a lot of insurance for our barn and stable, and I feel they should carry it too. And it's just really a simple thing. And and a lot of them don't carry it. So you're going to want to check into that. The other really important thing is you need to make sure that the trainers working in your barn have the same um, beliefs and work ethic as what you want for the barn. They need to follow your barn rules. Um, How they handle horses um, needs to be how you believe. Um, I've seen some things that just made me sick inside and, and those trainers no longer work at our barn. And there's a lot of different training techniques out there and some of them are just are not good for the horse. And remember that reflects your stable. So be very aware and study and learn what's out there and see how people train horses and make sure it's a right fit for what you want for your stable. Like I said, trainers at your stable can be just a fantastic asset. And you might have trainers that stay for 10, 15 years. And boy, that is, that's wonderful. But if you have to ask a trainer to leave, you want to make sure that you do this right. And it just is never, it's never easy. I've had to ask trainers to leave. It can get ugly and be prepared because when you ask a trainer to leave, that's going to affect all the clients that use that trainer at your barn. And there's a good chance you're going to lose borders. We had that happen at our stable and I ended up losing um, 17 horses when a trainer was asked to leave. And it was really tough. It was really hard. But financially, we bounced back and um, God was in control of that. And it all it all worked out. But it I needed to do it for my own mental well-being. I needed to do it for our business. And um, I don't ever regret it. But people are not always prepared for that. So when you think about it, you need to remember that a trainer can bring in many clients, wonderful clients to you, but they can also take them. And above all else, I want you to realize that the trainer needs to follow what you do at your stable. They are not in charge of the whole business you are. The last thing I want to talk about today that is um, really important is how do you charge uh, a trainer working out of your barn? I get asked that often and I've seen it done so many ways. Do you charge a percentage when they give lessons out of your barn? Do you charge a flat fee? How do you do how, What does that look like? And so I'm going to give you some options. And the, the beauty of it all is you're the barn owner. You can do it however you want. And 
you know, in your area, you can check around and see how other people do it. But I've always been someone to say, don't follow the crowd, make your own way. And, and if you don't like the way other people are doing it, then do it the way you want. And if you've got a nice place and a trainer really wants to work out of their business, they'll make it work. Um, a lot of places will charge a, a percentage of lessons that go on during the week. I don't myself do that um, unless I have... Uh, people coming in that don't board at our stable and they're taking riding lessons, then I get a flat fee for every lesson that is given. But for the trainers that come into my uh, boarding stable and give lessons to our boarders, I don't charge anything because they're such a huge asset. I want them to be successful and, and have their business go well. And I, I just feel that why should I charge for that? But if they're going to bring in extra clients from outside that don't board at our bar, barn, Let's say you have Hollands come in or you have a couple lesson horses that are used for clients during the week, then yeah, you should make money off that. And you can set a flat fee. Let's say you say $5 a lesson or a percentage. You can do it however you want. Um, my daughter took lessons at a stable many years ago and the trainer worked for the barn owner. So when I wrote the check out, I actually wrote it out to the actual stable and then they paid her so much a month and that's how they did it there. So if you're going to have a, a trainer as an employee, you can definitely do it that way. There's different options and you just need to remember that even if you want to break even, that's fine. If you, But you're running a business. We, we're in business to make money. If you have bills to pay, then that's important. If you have to carry extra insurance, then you need to cover that um, if that's an employee. And there's lots of ways to look at it. I would definitely check around in your area. And and the, the good part is you can do it however you want to because it's your stable. And you can change it. If you try it for six months and you don't like the way that works when charging a trainer or an instructor, then change it. That's the beauty of it. You get to do it however you want. So I want you to think about that. And uh, one of the funnest books I ever wrote, my step-by-step book that I wrote. It's a step-by-step guide to starting and running a successful horse boarding business. I encourage you to check it out. This book is a huge book. It's detailed with every part of what goes on in a boarding stable. And um, I devoted one whole chapter to this because it's so important when it comes to trainers and what that looks like financially for you at your boarding stable. And uh, check us out at probarnmanagement.com. I have a website there with our podcast, with blogs, with all my books for sale. And I'm constantly um, updating it with different things. We have a barn management workshop coming up in June on the 27th and 28th of 2020 here at our farm at Vinland Stables in Nina, Wisconsin. And we would love to have you come. And uh, I just want to thank you for listening in and wish you the very best in your horse business. Thank you.